For those that really want an education, like a real education, like you want to know people, you want to learn about people, you want to know how to read the room. Well, when I get elected president, it will be mandatory that right out of high school, you need to serve two years at the closest dealership. Cause I'm the Wanderer, yeah, the Wanderer. I roam from around, 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 down, 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 Well, I roam from town to town. Hello, everybody. If you really want to learn about people, get in the car business. That would be my advice. I think everybody should, like, like they do with the Israelis, like there's a mandatory two years of military service, I think, when you get out of high school. Like, it's just part of your duty as a Israeli citizen. Like, male or female, I believe. Um, I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. But they should... When you get out of high school, there should be a mandatory like two years service to serve in uh, at a dealership, so that you you get to know human beings and the flow of things because it's all there in front of you. There's study after study, you know, index after informational index algorithms that study this stuff that you see in real time it's fascinating and uh yeah i used to um when i was in high school of course i was i'd spend most of my time on weekends i would just drive to places and just kind of explore and just look at like Folsom and stuff like that like Folsom to me now going from fair oaks where my high school was to where I lived in Folsom, which is just right up um, Madison. And then you keep following that. It actually becomes Greenback. They kind of, they, they do this kind of Y formation that meets at the neck. And it becomes one road, which is Greenback, that ultimately takes you right into Old Town Folsom. And Old Town was uh, the bulk of Folsom for quite a while. For a long, well, it used to just be Folsom. Now it's old Folsom, you know, <laughs> like Elk Grove, old, old town Elk Grove, which is now it's Elk Grove Boulevard. That is on the, let's see, let me think. Is it on the east side? Yeah, the east side of 99 is on Elk, on Elk Grove Boulevard is old town. But in the 80s, that was just Elk Grove, you know. Like back when, you know, before Old Navy was Old Navy, it was just Navy, right? So Folsom was the same. Like you go into Old Folsom, that was really the bulk of Folsom. And then there's a few scattered little neighborhoods. So mm, not too many subdivisions. That wasn't kind of the uh, as rampant as they are now, but... 
the main drag into Folsom is Bidwell. So you go through, you take Greenback, you go into Old Folsom, you start going up these pretty dramatic hills until you peak out. You can either stay on, well, Greenback ultimately becomes Riley, but if you make a left at the light, it'll become Bidwell or uh, East Bidwell because you, as you're going east, that is kind of now the main drag of Folsom. So the vein, the main vein, where you come through most of the retail sector. So you got like Sprouts Market. Welcome to Sprouts! And then you got all the, you know, Carl's Jr., the gas gas stations. You got Dick's Sporting Goods. You got the banks, Golden One. Then you get through the law offices. You go by, uh, let's see, Mercy, Mercy Medical, Mercy Folsom, off of Creekside. Keep going into. Then you go through like the office industrial sector, all the kind of cookie cutter patchwork of offices, law offices, accounting offices, real estate offices. Then you get past Oak Avenue Parkway. And then you be, then you get to like the new, like what you have is um, Home Depot, the big box stores, the uh, bigger, nicer restaurants, Land Ocean, uh, is it Visconti's? Uh, supposedly a really good Italian spot I've never been to, but you know, and the other kind of ubiquitous kind of chains of like. Uh, a little bit of fast food, Chick-fil-A, you got uh, BJ's Brewery, that kind of stuff. You got the hotels, uh, you've got the Fair, Fairfield chain, you've got, um, you know, Hampton Inn and so forth. And then you've got the Palladio. The Palladio now is kind of the sterilized version of, well, what they would, what they would deem like a marketplace, but they have kind of cling wrapped it in this ultra sterile environment so it's designed to give you the most uh oh the cleanest version of say like a italian villa uh shopping experience right so it's it's got an old marbleized look in a new facade and then it's all the high-end um stores and stuff like that which I don't really, uh, there's a Barnes and Noble in there. I go, I go sometimes to that bookstore, although even that's really, ster it's sterilized. It's just, it's too, like, there's no grit. There's no dirt. There's no, you know, it's really just, uh, it's whole foods. It's basic bitches and it's, um, uh, it's an air-conditioned nightmare. But when I was in high school driving around, that literally was nothing but fields. All fields. Now it's got sweeping kind of uh, custom homes that kind of are embedded into the these small little foothills that kind of, they become like a, like a tiered step situation that works their way east 
towards El Dorado Hills. And then El Dorado Hills is like where they all, where all, where everybody in Folsom wants to be. El Dorado Hills is like, uh, well, Folsom is the on deck circle for El Dorado Hills. And El Dorado Hills is like the white, there's like, it's all white. Everything's white. It's like, uh, well, even the black people are white. You know, it's pretty white. But back in the day, even there, even that place, there was nothing there, you know? And so there was an old public golf course I used to go to that it was, it wasn't even a, like, it wasn't even a 72 hole or 72 par golf course. It was like a 61, but it was a full 18 and there were some good par fives, not very many. And it was a decent course. And, uh, but that, that's gone now. They bulldoze that. It's, uh, now they've got the Shishi subdivision, the Serrano homes up there. You know, and they're all, of course, they're all up, up on the side of a hill so they can look down on the, the plebeians, the plebes, the working class. But it's fascinating if, so, if I was out there and I was asked, uh, subsequently asked if, you know, hey, what'd you do the weekend? I was out in Folsom. What? Yeah, what, we lost? What happened? Like, there's literally nothing out there. There's And there's even less in these kind of little towns like Roseville. Roseville, like, Old Town, where we, I'm on the edge of Old Town, was Roseville. Now it's Old Town. You know, it, it, so the story goes. But we're talking an evolution of only 30, 40, say 40, 35, 40 years. It's gone from Roseville to Old Town Roseville. Folsom to Old Folsom. Elk Grove to Old Town Elk Grove. You know, and so it kind of, uh, it's been, it, gentrifi- it gentrified itself or it, I don't know, somebody started a co-op somewhere and then white people are like, I smell a co-op and then gentrification happened. So this, and what's interesting now though, is like the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn gentrification now is like, it, it, you, it, Brooklyn used to be like where you like went to go get stabbed. Now you can't afford to even go there to get stabbed. You got to, you know, you've got to, uh, you know, you've got to get two co-signers and be an, 850 credit score to uh to rent a you know lower level apartment somewhere in that town and uh but it's the place to be the dumbo district you know and uh but everybody's looking for that next spot that next cool hip place you know supposedly the buzz is De- detroit and which is fascinating because for years and years it was just like you're gonna go to Detroit okay well nothing's there except crime and darkness which may still be the case but now that you've heard about it see that's where all the you know the artsy fartsy the eccentrics the the artists the loft people the writers the you know people that um kind of live on the fringes don't necessarily want to succumb to 
any kind of corporate gig or working at a big box store. You know, you used to, well, of course, back in the day, Detroit was famous for its manufacturing for, you know, the factories, the Ford factories and all the American motor factories uh, until they got gentrified to uh, overseas or Canada or wherever. But now it's it just was left to be this kind of this bombed out hull of a dark kind of stain up there in Michigan, you know? And, uh, but now it's like the buzz, like all the hipsters, all the, all the cool people, you know, all the, you know, the people that have tattoos and stuff and funky, perfectly lined out beards are heading that way to open up their little shops or their little spin on, you know, donuts or their, Mm, whatever they're going to do, you know? So if you really want now, so it's already, now it's already been played out, even though it hasn't even, it hasn't even run its course. But so really the question is, where is the next spot? Because Detroit's already been, you know, they put the stink on it. They put the stink on Detroit already. So where is the next spot? And that's where, you know, like, I, you know, like I said, I got, I got that one cousin who actually lives in Brooklyn right now, but he's that guy, you know, he was living in Oakland when it was, when people wanted to, when people thought the San Francisco was hip, even though it was already had, it kind of seen its day, the real hipsters lived in Oakland. So he was in Oakland, but now, so he made his way back East. This, and this was, God, that's how long ago, probably like, gosh, by now it's almost 20, 20 years, probably. And, um, uh, so he went to, well, I think he first landed in New Jersey, which is just, you know, uh, a turnpike drive from New York. But he's he's a city guy, you know, and he's always looking for the 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 uh, the hip spots and so forth. So now he's in Brooklyn, but Brooklyn's kind of, I don't know. Now it's now it's been it's it's been done. It's been done. So, um. But it is fascinating how geography, you know, geography and how it relates to people's views as well, always fascinated me. And it never so more uh, has it been distilled, or can it can be distilled, or you could figure it out when you deal with people coming in on a day to day basis, just in the car car business. I think if you ever wanted a slice of life, if you ever wanted, you know, a great maybe a great thesis project for a sociology major or something would be to spend a year in uh, the car business or like I say the mandatory two years of service when you get out of high school so that you understand you get people well you don't get people but you see you see the patterns you see f- it's so weird um, of course when I was like the bulk of bulk of my work was done in the Central Valley and I worked out of Modesto, and Modesto, I guess, would be, in my view, like Modesto was prob- probably the most uh, or the best blend, I guess, of a little bit of everything. Um, you've got kind of the outdoorsy set. There is an outdoorsy element. You know, you got the like Royal Robins is based. Uh, They've got two stores. I got Modesto and Berkeley, because uh, obviously Royal Robins must have been from 
Modesto. He was one of the first, the pioneering climbers of Yosemite. And I think he ultimately, he must have ultimately settled in Modesto. I don't know the whole story about him, but um, he passed away a few, I think two or three years ago. But I, I want to say he, he either settled in Modesto or he was from Modesto. So he has his shop out there, Royal Robbins, which is kind of like a, mm, like a version of REI. It's a lot like REI. And then you've got kind of the, mm, a little bit of the educational set there with the junior college, uh, Modesto Junior College, MJC. That's where I, I've run on that track a few times in high school. Uh, and, uh, but then they've got a little bit of, a mm, little, little bit of foodieism. Um, there's some places there that you could say like they're pro- you know they they have they have that potential to be a a destination spot in regard to food i would say like uh well there used to be modesto joe's I, that was that's long, long been gone but they got like tresetti's they got the redwood cafe um and then you got the you know the hoi polloi the hosh pot the, uh, you know the uh the 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 wannabe jet set the big fish in the small pond element of del rio that's where all the dealership owners live you know and uh you can hear them kind of you can hear the clinking of their cufflinks in the evening if you put your ear to the window but uh so modesto's got an interesting blend primarily working class but it's got a lot you know it's it's a little under the radar as far as industry goes because it's got two of the of the largest um, industries coming out of the Central Valley. You got um, Gallo Winery. They're everywhere. There's buildings there that you wouldn't even know are affiliated with Ernest and Julio Gallo and the whole family, but it may be some research lab that they're doing there. I mean, they're global. And then you got Blue Diamond, of course. They're huge. I mean, they. if you want almonds, what are you going to buy? And um, there's even over by the Blue Diamond. You know, I noticed I was looking on, uh, I think it was Google Maps. I was looking at uh, uh, kind of near the corporate offices of Blue Diamond. They're off of, uh, it's kind of closer to Salida, which is like a, a little kind of little tiny edge town connected to Modesto there on the north end um kind of right by like Kaiser Modesto there's an FBI office and it even shows it on the Google Maps it's kind of kind of wild like if you need to go you know turn yourself in or something so Modesto kind of is like a real big linchpin of a town that really uh, it has close i'd say 200 almost 250,000 people there and it but but it's still like it's still an accessible like you can get downtown in 10 minutes from i would say anywhere in modesto you can get downtown but then when you get downtown you're like fuck yuck <laughs> there's something i don't know uh modesto's downtown has so much potential uh but it never really got a lot of traction uh, a lot like Stockton. Stockton has like this remarkable grid of a downtown right by the wharf, by the ports, by the Delta. 
And it's like that's a place now that I would not would not want to get out of my car in the evenings. So there's some places that just it's like a black hole of it's like those rest you know it's like those retail places those buildings or those those places where like there's constantly like a different restaurant there and every one of them fails you know what i mean there's always that one place in town you're like oh there's a new place oh but it's that it's that building ah shit you know it's kind of got a curse on it or something medezzo's got one like that it's right next to the theater the downtown theater um right by city hall and uh stockton i think the whole town of stockton is i think that's the i think that's the whole town of stockton so but then in between Stockton and Modesto and even parts of you know south of Modesto say you go into like Ceres which is a weird that's a Ceres has always baffled me and then Turlock which Turlock could probably be best described as a um, almost a college town it's got Stanislaus State there uh which is a pretty big outfit pretty big town pretty big college uh but then not much else going on there. So as these people, as, as you're, well, Modesto gets to be kind of the destination point, right? So you get a lot of people, if you're in the car business, you meet a lot of people from these places and you start building profiles. Like you get it, like you understand like what, um, even the, even kind of like the little satellite towns that kind of populate um, you know, within say a, well, like a less than within say a 20 mile radius, you got Riverbank, uh, which is where, uh, German Fernandez came from. One of the greatest high school runners of all time. Then you've got Manteca, which is uh Spanish for lard. I don't know why anybody would name their town lard. Um, it obviously wasn't named by anybody Hispanic. So, and then you got Oakdale, and Oakdale is really like, um, Oakdale's like out on the cuts, like out on the edge. It's kind of like where shit starts getting real. Like, they call it the cowboy capital of the world, but I don't know, I don't, you don't see that, uh, unless they go per capita. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, let's go to Oakdale, bud. I'm from Oakdale, bud. You know, it's one of those deals. And, uh. But it's kind of quiet, sleepy little town. It's kind of like the one of the last place, one of the last towns you kind of leave as you're headed towards Yosemite. You get in before you get to like Sonora, and uh, you know, the, obviously, and then, and then you start heading into the foothills. So Modesto is kind of this melting pot of a little bit of everything. Fascinating, and. Uh, so you get to see all these people coming from different sections. Like, so, like, Manteca, there's, like, Manteca, then there's Lathrop, and then there's Tracy. And I think Tracy, that's where, as you go further west, is kind of where, like, Tracy was quite literally, like, 20 years ago, it was nothing like lit, like virtually literally nothing. I worked for a company out of Tracy. Um, well, let me put it this way. So 
you've got the Altamont, okay? That's that that little mountain pass where somewhere there was a Stones concert that the Hell's Angels stabbed a guy in the neck. Um, actually, that'd be a good episode to kind of hunt that place down. But um, on either side of the Altamont, you on one side on the on the western side of the Altamont, you've got Livermore. Now that used to be the middle of bumfuck Egypt, nowhere, cow town, like. How did you get out there? Are you lost? Then you got the east side of the Altamont Pass, and you got Tracy. And that's like, well, shit twice and fall back in it. I thought I was out of Livermore. But Tracy is, uh, that's where everybody that got pushed out of the Bay Area on the gentrification project in Oakland by our former mayor, Jerry Brown, Governor Moonbeam, when he was the governor of California, as they referred to him, pushed everybody east so then basically modesto became the east bay and tracy was tracy's a like they i think they named that town after a cow you know oh damn old tracy broke through the fence again and then they and then off the edge that town is a completely literally a manufactured town called mountain house which I literally watched being built when I worked for the cabinet company in Tracy. Matter of fact, we did a lot of the cabinets. We did a good portion of the cabinets. And so if you want to see a town void of any kind of life or pulse or flowing, circulating blood, that's a good place to go. And then the wind kind of comes right up over the pass there and it whips through that town. And there's, you can see all the, um, all the windmills that are t- supposed to be generating power. Uh, matter of fact, there's a guy that uh, I, I occasionally would work with and uh, when I did cabinets out of Tracy, and we'd be driving towards the windmills up into the Altamont and he'd say, well, Jesus, it wouldn't be so windy if they just turned those damn fans off. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, brother. All right. That's one look at it. But, you really you get a sense of people where they're coming from, where they end up. Uh, I don't know if it's through osmosis or it's through divine intervention or if it's just through manifest destiny or but certainly maybe by their own choices where they end up. You can see this hierarchy of how they live, why they're there, and the decisions that are made in and around their lives based on the geography of their surroundings. It's fascinating. And, uh, you know, the Central Valley in in particular, it's got, you know, like you're in, you're deep into it. You're You're deep into like the, like that stretch from say like Sacramento South 99 down to say Bakersfield. That stretch there east of the no excuse me west of the 99 uh, all that land there feeds about a quarter of the world's population in grains and fruits vegetables and uh so it's very working class and it's very blue collar it's very ag ag centric but uh it's always but you know it's always fascinating to 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 talk to these people as they come in and they're looking at cars and stuff and you know how the the circumstances and the geography of where they come from how it 
overlaps into their uh, car buying purchases and stuff like that. Well, and 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 you know, you you just get a certain sense of a person. You get a profile of a person, um, and you just treat them good, and they'll treat you good. It's that is, I'd say, the a huge uh, tr- a huge um, factor in the people out there is is, it, is certainly there's an on uh, it's a genuine yeah it's an authenticity uh because by and large they're they regardless of how much the money they got because a lot of the farmers have a lot of money it's how they treat you okay but some people out there have money and you wouldn't even know it you know, um, I sold a couple of, sold what, one, two, two cars to a gentleman from up in Murphy's, which is a little, Murphy's now is, um, it's a little foothill town, just like all, it's like, it's a, like, there's a sprinkling of all these little towns up there, like, you got Sonora, you got, um, Jackson, you got Angels Camp, you got Murphy's, um, Coulterville, uh, geez, and they're all little. Um, they have the they succumb to a little bit of the touristy element, so they really curate a lot of their um, shops and their activities and uh, but Murphy's was an interest Murphy's is actually kind of really cool they've got the uh, I think it's the Ironstone vineyards up there so you get a uh, they bring in lots of great music like Steve uh, what's his name um, Steve Miller band uh, big name you know uh, kind of obviously acts that are kind of uh, in the still great but towards the twilight of their career you know you can imagine, say, bands like, uh, people like, you know, Hall and & Oates and uh, Huey Lewis, stuff like that, you know? Great stuff. Great stuff. Epic stuff. But not in their prime, obviously, but... So it's one of those towns, and then this gen- there was a gentleman up there who had a winery, and uh, he came down, and he wanted to buy a Pathfinder, and uh, uh, so I sold, him, I sold him a Pathfinder, and then he came back came back down his daughter goes to his his daughter went to Humboldt State of all places and so you made a connection and uh but he was a he was a real uh you could tell like he really was an an analytical type but but he was also like agriculturally blue collar uh because he had a winery but he also had he was the face of the winery because along Murphy's, it's all little boutique shops. And if it's not a boutique shop, it's a boutique winery where you go in for the... They're all tasting rooms and so forth. There was one little hippie little cafe up there. This lady ran that I sold her a Nissan Leaf and uh, barely got that bitch up there. Woof! And, uh, but this guy, this gentleman, his last name was Tanner. He runs Tanner Vineyards and... Um, so he bought his daughter a car from me. He bought himself a Pathfinder. But dealing with these people, 
one-on-one, you get a real, real sense of, of where they come from. But it's remarkable, like I say, you look at like this hierarchy of where they're coming from, how long they drove, if they came from Stockton, north of you, if they came from south of you, if they came from um, Turlock, if they came from Ripon, which is a, Ripon's even a more um, anomaly, it's a bit of an anomaly, like Ripon is just dead center in the heart of the shit right there, it's kind of wedged in, it's kind of like this, it's kind of like a, uh, it's like a hemorrhoid and then you're at, and then, you know, one butt cheek is like Manteca and the other butt cheek is like, you know, Modesto, Salida, you know, and they're like a little hemorrhoid that's wedged in between. And uh, it's the cleanest town. It's like Mayberry. Okay. So if like you're familiar with the Andy Griffith show, you know, and uh, small town Mayberry, you know, Aunt B just sitting around the house and uh, making pies and shit. And that's, that's ripping. Cause it's all, it's where all the cops live and it's got, it's the most law enforcement dense town in the whole area. Like nobody fucks with anything there. And, uh, but it's, it's ultra clean and it's ultra organized and there's no, there's no, there's no pollution. There's no garbage in the streets. You know, there, it's very uh, whew, regimented. And uh, yeah, that's the last place you want to try and break into somebody's house. Uh, but they've got the best schools, you know? So they must have, there's probably like a city tax or something. Like Folsom is the same way. Folsom has like a... There must be like a city tax that's separate from the other the rest the other cities in the county or something because there are cops galore in Folsom everywhere. It's a cop heavy town, cop centric. So, but uh, the same can be said for just right up the main. Okay, if you know the Sacramento area at all or the suburbs. Sunrise Boulevard acts as like this, this kind of artery, this main vein through starting way out in the, way out in the open pastures off of Grant Line, Grant Line Road there, where all the, uh, uh, all the, uh, the big landowners and uh, whoever, you know, it's a little Trump, it's Trump country, it's what it is. Then you pick up Sunrise Boulevard and you start heading north or no, well, northeast. And um, the first place, the first town you get into is Rancho Cordova. And it's one of the last incorporated cities. But Rancho is borderline manufactured on the south end of Highway 50. So all the subdivisions are out there, and then they've got like one Walgreens, one Rayleigh's, right across the street from everything, from all the subdivisions, and it is basic bitch central over there. 
So then you cross 50, though, and you've got the old part of Rancho, and that's where all the Russians live. So it's like cops on the sub, cops in the subdivisions and then all these kind of Russians with no future that carry around pipe wrenches and sleeveless shirts uh, roam around on the north side of Highway 50 of Rancho, Rancho Cordova. Then as you progress up Sunrise Boulevard about a mile, you come into Fair Oaks. And Fair Oaks is that funky-ass little eccentric, you know, old town. uh, Has always been there. Uh, And even back when I was in high school, it was old town. Probably one of the original old towns of the area, aside from down, you know, downtown in Old Town, in Old Sac. It's got one of the longest histories. They got free-range chickens and roosters running around. There's, There's... mandates there's uh, government ordinances that you're you're not allowed to fuck with the chickens <laughs> so but it's it's cool it's got a little amphitheater there um and the, and it's 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 old it's obviously it's not cookie cutter it's got in in this in the little plaza in the center there they've got the there's a little hippie cafe the sunflower cafe which has literally been there since before I was even in high school. And uh, then in the middle of the plaza is a big stretch of grass where people chill. There's no, it's, and it's never, uh, it's never been kind of, I don't know, rot with problems or homeless or weirdos, but I, they exist, but they're not there for some reason. They just, I don't know what the secret is, but uh, it kind of polices itself somehow. But then all along there is like, you know, the barbershops, the offices. There's the Stockman's Club. I got thrown out of there one night. That's a long story. I'll tell, tell you about it later. It's, it's, you know, a little dive bar. And uh, and then boutique shops. Always, There's always boutique shops. Any of those little towns, any of those little satellite Towns like Placerville and stuff are going to have, you know, just rot with uh, boutique shops. So you go further up Sunrise, you hit Sun Citrus Heights. That's just a, uh, I think a lot of, I don't know. Citrus Heights has never been a real exciting place. Doesn't really have a main hub that I'm aware of. Maybe Sunrise Mall, I don't know. But just, if that is in fact the case, it's horrible. And then you go further up Sunrise Boulevard, eventually hit Roseville. And Roseville, like I say, Old Town used to be Roseville. Now it's just this concrete jungle. And uh, it's all retail. It's all, well, the developed portion of it, the recently developed, I say recently, within the last 20 years, 30 years, is all just retail, just miles of maps of roads of interlinking you know you name it it's just a a, a, a tapestry of hospitals and retail and um just just blandness it's just there's no there's no there there and then you pick up this, pick up Highway 80 over to the 65. You get into uh, Rockland, which 
that's where the real, that's where the real, you know, that's where the, uh, that's where the cops go to retire. It's as if they've made their way up from kind of Rancho and slowly, methodically made their way up Sunrise Boulevard up to Sierra College Boulevard out to Rockland and then they retired. And, uh, so Rockland is an interesting, but Rockland is the same too. It's like, uh, it's kind of like this, it's got a real, um, it's got a real country blue collar feel, yet it's a city, if that makes sense. And then Lincoln is just straight up just like the town that time forgot, you know, and, uh, so it's, it's, but there's a hierarchy there. As you can see, you go from the top of, say, I don't know. I'll use a better example. Say, like, uh, you go 101, you go from the north side of the Golden Gate Bridge. You start going north 101, you go from Sausalito up into Mill Valley through Corte Madera, Tiburon, Belvedere. Then you go into San Rafael. Then you go into um, Novato, Sebastopol, Petaluma, Santa Rosa. And it's like all the money starts in Sausalito and Tiburon. And then it kind of takes on a it kind of takes on a human element into like mill valley like at least mill valley they make an attempt at like breathing and being normal even though by the end of the day they're hitting those Xanax and the wine uh, and kind of wondering where it all went wrong even though they live in the most beautiful place on earth one of the most beautiful places on earth and, uh, but as you progress further north, you start getting, okay, then you start, you hit San Rafael. Well, Tiburon used to be the most, uh, the fifth most expensive place to live in the U.S. Pure white. I think, uh, let's see. And that's where you start getting into like, cele- like the drummer from Metallica lives out there. So I think in Tiburon. Sean Penn lives in like Belvedere. Uh, Andre Agassi has a house somewhere near San Rafael. Uh, so does, uh, Carlos Santana, you know, you'd bump into these people mm, almost routinely. San Rafael though starts to get that blend, you know, because those are the last, that's the last remnants of the blue, the working blue collar types in San Rafael. And they've got the more, mm, that's where most of the car dealerships are. And then, um, they still got Whole Foods. They still got. They still got, you know, if anthropologists and archaeologists kind of scoured the area, you'd find artifacts of what used to be like a, you know, working civilization, a decent civilization. It's very much in the way that D.H. Lawrence described, you know, the Parisians, you know, Paris is beautiful. France is nice if it weren't for the, for the French, you know. <laughs> and then... And then you head up north and you go up to Novato and that's where you know they are, historically have made fun of Novato. Novato was the hillbilly bumpkins of the of Marin County, right? So it's like this it's like the hierarchy. 
it's it's uh i had a good discussion with with my lady about a lot of this um over a uh over a breakfast earlier today and um it's kind of a cool little clip and um but it's fascinating just all this information you gather just because of your exposure uh to wandering around or or being in the car business because you're either going to them or they're coming to you and you you, you get to deal with them face to face head on get to see where they come from get to see what their motivations are get to see what what really you know what really what really gets them going and uh you you can and you get a read on people you get a bead pretty quick you know if they're coming down from say like past placerville like up on the outer edges kind of say towards like the eastern portion of placerville up near the area where they call like the state of jefferson now <laughs> which is like off of highway 49 they're off the grid you know there that's a that's an off the grid community with a touch of paranoia and so they're the ones that are just they're gonna they, they've created their own state uh probably don't pay a lot of taxes and but it's also kind of again this um influx of then the the hippies that were kind of lingering and disillusioned with society as well but lingering kind of in the shadows of of little towns like placerville um and then ultimately clashed with the off the grid doomsday preppers up in the outer edges of placerville to form this strange weird union which they now which is modern placerville which is that's an interesting little stretch there going down the main drag of placerville when i'm heading up to the hospitals up there it's got you know all the little boutique shops that but but it's it's like every it's like they take turns like one shot it'll be crystal shop then a gun shop then a bead shop then a another gun shop (laughs) then an antique shop you know then like a you know antique hard to find bookshop and then yeah they just kind of they 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 switch up and it's uh it's funny it's uh but somehow they make it work and i think it's great and but you get like uh you get to a point where it's like reflexive when you when you encounter these people or when you go into these areas and you you know, there's telltale markings. There's little, there's little, uh, little markings that that uh, establish establish a narrative right away that you could plug into as a as a as a car salesman. And that might, I don't know. That might be the only. Like I say, as a, as a car salesman, you have to you have to you have to know your you have to read the room. You have to know what's what because you know if you're working the floor of say like best buy like you know there's only one type of um, gopro that you're gonna get right but when a when you're dealing with somebody that is in the midst of making an emotional purchase that is an actual extension of themselves you got to be able to read the room 
and so that's why I would I would I would say there should be mandatory service two years in car dealerships you know but I will finish off with the breakfast conversation I had with my lady talking here and there about just kind of basically what I went over just now and uh, it was an interesting little it's just 10 or 11 minutes it's no big deal but uh, it's funny stuff just random conversation and I hope you enjoy like a different character in, in Roseville you know what I mean like the people that live in and around work around Roseville it's different than say like if you went to uh, Fair Oaks or like if you went to like like where we ate at that um, what's the name of that Mexican place in Carmichael that we met up with Ness um Oh, something or la something. La. La sucky food. <laughs> no, but you know, like it's just. I don't know. I get it. Like from Roseville, like from when you get in, like when you get past Fair Oaks, like there seems to be like a dichotomy or like a different, like a like a pyramid of, of uh, types, you know, that starts at a base and then it works its way up to a certain point. Uh, like Frox is like the uh, well, you go Rancho. Okay, so Rancho probably has all the Russians and the cops, right? Just because I know cops that live out there, oh, okay. you know, and then the rest of them are Russians. Oh, and then there's Tim. And that's in Frox. <laughs> no, that's, that's Rancho. Oh. Then you okay? Then you cross over the 50 on the on Sunrise, and you get to Frox, and it's kind of like the flaky hippy dippies, you know. Because you got old old Fair Oaks Village, you know, and all the roosters running around and, and you know, oh, yeah, the, yeah. Amph- the amphitheater and kind of like that funky, not not hippy-dippy, but like more eccentric, more like, because, you know, like the little houses and stuff that are kind of yeah. sprinkled in and around. Around the, the chickens. Around the chickens. <laughs> and then, uh, then you work your way up and you get into Citrus Heights and it's like more cops and more miserable people. <laughs> and then you get into Roseville, it's like all cops. <laughs> Like, yeah, and all country music listening. I people. will tell you this though: more men around here open my door than anywhere else. Oh yeah, good. All the time, I get it all the time. Good. I don't want you pulling a arm ligament. <laughs> and you tell me who's not opening the door for Shut you, because I'll fuck them up. But then you get to Rockland. You get to Rockland. Then you get to Rockland, you got the real hardcores. Those are the people that are trying to secede from the union, but just can't can't get out of like the whole. Uh, That's where Gabe lives. No, he doesn't. He lives in Rockland. He lives in Real Linda. Oh, That's right. You know, Rockland's the real hardcore, like the guys that want to be like cops, but like probably flunked out of the test, or they're retired cops. And then, uh, but they want to get off the grid, but they just don't. They're maybe there's they have fully accepted making the leap to like uh, you know the, uh, to the foothills you know to like Placerville or like uh, Auburn where the real races are <laughs> well, Auburn where the real what? Ra- oh. where the real races oh are you think Auburn's like that? I oh, think yeah. anything it's El Dorado Hills no no they're just white 
That's just, just white rich. White rich. White racist, which is like, you know, it's like, it's not racist, it's just kind of like ultra white. They're just like, ooh, different people. Ooh, that's weird, you know? It's like Car like the Kardashians, like, I don't think they're really racist. I think they're just too high above, like, the stratosphere to, like, they just have to look down on everybody. You know what I mean? So. But, uh, yeah, Ruben was telling me a story about, he was up in Robert one time, he walked into a bar, and he was like, this, this is the last place I should have walked into. <laughs> Ruben? <laughs> yeah. In Auburn? Yeah. It was like one of those deals where, like, yeah, we got both kinds of music here, country and western. You know? <laughs> and then he just, uh, you know, it's like, well, I'll be going now. Right. Y'all take care. You know one little place that I thought would kind of be cool, like, from, like, reminding me of kind of Chalchilla is that one little bar across the street, um, or it's on Bradshaw, that one bar. A bar on Bradshaw? Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of a little bit across the street from, like, the gas station and like it's behind the subway in that intersection right there um what's it called anyways i went in there one night dressed up on brett oh oh that funky ass one <laughs> that we stopped off on the way back from work one night after yes. the super bowl that fuck yeah that was weird yes it is but weird you know what they do like every like friday night or whatever they, they lynch people no they um stop <laughs> So you know what they do every Friday night? They lynch black people. No. They um, do like this homemade potluck stuff where everybody brings food because they're there all the time and they're like a family and they don't really accept outsiders. Right I got on. that really quick. Yeah? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't belong here and they don't want me here. That's cool. That's good for business. So as long as your inner circle still has money to pay for their drinks, you're good. <clears throat> yeah, those places, see, that's where people disappear. You know, like places like that, it is, they really... And then they didn't offer any of their food either. You know, they're just all standing there like... Oh, I would have totally I'm, left. I would have been like, I'm out. I had a drink and left, yeah. I was like, this is too odd, too weird. Maybe it was Lurleen's birthday. Nobody took... <laughs> No, nobody freaking talked to me. You know, um, as a matter of fact, it took a minute. I was like, "Excuse me, can I get a beer, please?" They're like, "We're doing our potluck." Yeah, they were in no rush to help. Me. It was very, it's very like the the the, uh, the high the hierarchy of like going from Rancho to Rockland up the up Sunrise Boulevard is very similar to like the Marin County hierarchy which starts at the Golden Gate Bridge you know in Sausalito where everyone is just they're so rich that they get nosebleeds <laughs> and then it works its way up you know like Sausalito is like the rich of the rich the rich of the rich well that and Tiburon like Tiburon I don't know where it ranks now but it used to be like the fifth most expensive place to live in the U.S. What's your for? I'm gonna like see how many people haven't eaten yet. Uh, so like, so you got Sausalito, then you got Tiburon. Uh, Tiburon's better than Sausalito? No. Oh. I mean, it's just as white. Oh. I mean, it's again, it's more white met bread, right? So it's just white, the whitest of white, right? Okay. Like Tiburon just, they're just like, yeah, okay, we're Aryans. Like they just, like they might as well call it time, <laughs> like, welcome to Aryan land. Yeah. A sauce leader like kind of like tries to flare, you know, trying to 
blend in a little culture, you know. They've got like a little kind of an Italian thing going on there, like because they're on the wharf and the water. It's like a little bit of they got a, you know some nice restaurants and stuff like that. Tiburon's is straight white. They're just like, okay, you can't afford to be in here, so why are you here? But then you, but then you work your way north, and then you get up to like Corte Madera, and then you get to Mill Valley. Mill Valley is like has all the housewives that you know can't kick Valium or Xanax, you know, so they just walk around in the days. Hey, that shit's hard to get now. I don't know. Not, not for rich people. So, they, well, they call it Mill Valium. Right, so Mill Valley, like that's where Robin it's Williams, like Pill Valley, like that's where Robin Williams is from, yeah. And so it's got, it's got, it's kind of the blend of like the over rich and the over educated, you know, and then like, and, the, and like a little dash of the outdoorsy, you know, and, yeah. the, and the hip, the hip cultural thing. Like if you go down, if you go down to the main drag of Mill Valley, like they've got like little bars and stuff. But like in the little bars, like they, they, they have some really good like musical acts, like. Like the like the lead singer from Men at Work would you know just be playing there or something you know like that yeah. kind of shit huh. you know not with Men at Work but by himself yeah and uh, but then you go a little further north you know and you get into San Rafael and then San Rafael all of a sudden now you've got a blend you've got like the, the blue collar the working class that because Marin County used to all be working class like it all used, used but to but now be, it's just rich retired now it's all rich. people yeah because one hippie one one day just decided to open up a little co-op or something and then all the gentrification the white the white gentrification just kind of they smelled it in the air they're like i smell a co-op <laughs> oh shit so they all rushed to san rafael right and then at that point like there used to be like writers and you know artists and stuff it used to be like an artist colony or like an enclave for like you know like diverse thinking now it's just like it's kind of like the remnants of that like because like, not, like in San Rafael, like you'd, you'd, you'd run into like Carlos Santana now, or like Andre Agassi at Whole Foods or some shit, you know. But then you go, but then you start going further north, and that's when it starts getting into Bumpkinville, like Novato, like Novato. They make fun of everybody in Novato. They think they're the hillbillies, but every house is like worth millions of dollars, right? But that's 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 the, that's so weird. That's the that's the hillbilly that's the hillbilly part of Marin, Novato? and then the, yeah, Novato. And then you go further, yeah, Nevada's where like the Grateful Dead hung out and stuff, you know? Because the Grateful Dead were never associated with the rich. Yeah, but, they, but they were living in, in, in Marin when it was blue collar, right? When when like most of the population was like... Uh, that could afford it then? Well, no, they were all carpenters and they were like, you know, blue collar, you know? But they had a boat, like they could still afford a boat and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Why, thank you. <laughs> so, which, you snag me the ketchup, honey. Yeah. Thank but like, you. Yeah, and then the further north, and then you go up north to Sebastopol, and those are the, those are like the off the grid hippies, you know. In Petaluma and Santa Rosa, then you get further north up there, and that's where you run into like Tom Waits. Who's he again? Tom Waits, he's a musician. He's like a legendary musician, but uh, but he's real underground, you know? Like, you gotta kind of seek him out. He's not very mainstream. But he's funnier than hell. He's cool. And for some girl in a hunk right in Cause I'm a wanderer. Yeah, wanderer. I roam around, 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 around. 